Hello and welcome to Fresh Face Comics, the comic book podcast where a lifelong comic book reader guides a friend to the world of comics for the first time. My name is Joey Morgan, the aforementioned lifelong reader. With me, as always, is Jacob Licklider, the aforementioned newbie. Uh, and with that, this is our final episode of the first year of the podcast. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so a week from when this comes out, uh, the podcast will be exactly a year old exactly a year old um, yeah and uh and because of that um in between episodes we won't have a bonus episode but we will have a little sort of celebration thing uh next week so when you're listening to this just be on the lookout next monday um we have something sort of exciting coming up exciting, and it should be fun. exciting um, plans something yeah, reflective just, that yeah just a cool little video to to celebrate our uh uh first year of the podcast and 27 episodes so far um that feels great 27 that feels like 27 and uh, and the countdown to episode 30 continues the countdown to episode 30 <laughs> does continue i'm yes and it's uh, it's I creeping just, ever closer and, and now we're at it's, now we're at the point because this is episode 27 and we're ending a block technically it's in the next block yeah technically. <laughs> isn't that exciting <laughs> um so yeah so today uh for episode 27 we are talking about the first volume of the new 52 flash move forward by francis manipole and brian bucolato i don't i never know how to pronounce his last name i feel really bad about that i think it's either bucolato or bucoletto or bucoletto like yeah i don't know anyway either way um yeah so they uh they work on this together they are the co-writers and uh and um uh, Francis Manipal is the artist. Brian Bucolato is uh, the colorist on it, um, and they're both fantastic. It, it, you, you could tell, like in it, it's a collaborative effort. So, so getting this into our is a team. Yeah, getting into our into our non-spoiler section. Um, what is the Flash move forward about? Interestingly, so I interestingly, it's actually a a fairly tight story arc. Like, despite not necessarily being structured in a traditional story arc fashion, um, it is let's let's basically do a Barry Allen Flash series and set in the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. uh, basically as the start. Um, interestingly, no no real callbacks to like Flashpoint. Uh, yeah, um, I think the idea, as far as I can tell, at least um, in the like two or three times that i've read this um this is all meant to be like before this version of barry has his memories collided with flashpoint barry's yes this yeah this feel this also feels early like yeah it's meant to be fairly early days barry like i think like new 52 timeline wise like the justice league has only just been around for a little bit like like he says five years ago he got his powers so this is somewhere not quite before not, not quite directly on where most of the New 52 titles started with the six-year gap between when the DC Universe began. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not quite completely there yet. And you could see, like, Barry still figuring out a lot of things for himself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually... It makes it a really nice introduction to Barry. This is, mm-hmm. this is a story arc I'm actually a little conflicted on. Like, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I... Like... I, I was I, I I was just a little conflicted on my like my end up wrap up thoughts right at the end if that makes sense just because okay. like one what I do love is that despite being an arc and there's a complete story it does kind of harken back to like just the idea of let's have everything bleed each issue bleed one into the other uh, yeah for yeah. for better and for worse sometimes it's done really well like 
right at the end. Like mm-hmm. the last two issues are, are great, especially and issue eight, the ending ends on a really fun cliffhanger. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, and interestingly, on like how how this works as a complete story and this sort of like this back to basics approach for Barry Allen as a character, this is only the second ever time in comics history that someone has tried to create Barry Allen from the ground up. You know, because just before this, the only solo Barry Allen comics we had were Flash Rebirth, a bunch of uh, Brightest Day tie-ins, some Road to Flashpoint shit and Flashpoint itself. This is like one of the only times in recent years at the time when this came out um, that that we were actually like taking Barry Allen back to like his solo comic roots and um, and telling just some original stories with this character. Um, so I really do like the approach that, that Manipul and, and, and Bucalato take with this. And I think it's also really telling that tonally this feels kind of Silver Age. Like, mm, I it, guess feels so. a, it feels out there. Like, our main villain is in, is, is kind of a just crazy classic B-movie sci-fi idea mm-hmm. um, with some modern character sensibilities. Um, now, of course, I actually haven't read any Silver Age Flash. Um, but, like, it's, it's, it's very... It's very much a, a story that kind of harkens back to an older, um, an older time in a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm. as well as Francis Manipal's art. Like, uh, which actually, I was just about to bring up our first Twitter question. Uh, Jamie at Jamie underscore season seven says, "Not a question, but DC should get DC should get Francis Manipal to draw everything, and I could not agree more." Yeah, um, like his art is just so pleasing to look at. Like it's so distinctive. Just, like yeah. It, and there are bits where it almost feels like a watercolor uh, drawing, and and everything everything just kind of pops off the page. Um, mm-hmm. And I think part of that is also down to Bucalato's coloring. Um, oh, definitely, it, it goes hand in hand with Manipal's art. It's, yes, uh, they work so well together. Um, and what's what's especially interesting is this as a team, like. This is a team that I I haven't really heard of. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the other teams that we've covered are names I vaguely heard of going into the podcast or became aware of when we started doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I and it's it, it's kind of a shame. Like like this pair they one they they work together so well as a team, mm-hmm. um and and two they just. They make the Flash pop, like, despite not enjoying this collection as much as Flashpoint, uh, interestingly enough, it's still a really solid start and one that I think you could have a really solid full run with, uh, yeah. depending on where the next few volumes go. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I even said to you, Joey, like, I'm kind of sad we aren't doing volume two next time. Well, uh, thankfully, uh, as we move into our second year of Fresh Base Comics, we're doing a lot of continuations of stuff that we've started to cover within this first year. Yes. So, um, so, so we will be doing like the next couple of volumes sooner rather than later. Yes, which is which is good, but also it's 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 just it just makes this it makes this all the more interesting. Um, I also have to say, so going in, I because I've been writing out some ex- expectations going in. I was expecting lower stakes and you got mm, okay. that to a point like 
interestingly, they, they, they as a team, Manipal and Pucoletto, let the stakes rise over the course of eight issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oddly enough, I think like the, the, this collection with the eight issues is mostly split into like two bigger halves, um, and I think like the the fi- the issues five through five through eight portion is l- a, like less high stakes than one through four. Interesting. Uh, I thought at least. In the way it's presented, yes, um, but not. I don't think necessarily in the way that the first, like, but not in the way that it feels. Like, the first four issues feel very high stakes, and I think part of that's because it feels very personal. Um, mm-hmm. And then the back half is very let's do high concept, um, and but l- technically lower stakes. Um, oh, okay. And lower stakes that make Barry question his morality as a hero, which is, um, again, it, again, interesting. It's like let's let's really establish Barry Allen because he really is kind of a blank slate character, and I'm glad they had the time, uh, they had the chance to actually do this, um, and I'm glad you know they stayed on for a f- that that flash kept going, and they uh, Manipal and Bukalato stayed on for. A fairly large portion of the new fifty-two. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, is, is that about do it for our non-spoiler section? Should we move I, into spoilers now? I think so because there's. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, one last Twitter question. Uh, well, a, a second Twitter question before we get into uh, spoilers. Uh, our friend Mason at the GD two fifty-six says, "Bro, why he's so fucking fast?" In a second tweet, Mason follows up says, "This is all I got. I am so sorry." And um, I really don't know what to say to either of those. Well, don't be sorry, Mason. He he's fast because he has to keep moving forward. That's, yeah, that's as the as as is the name of the collection. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but o- overall, before we move to spoilers, uh, I I'd rec- I'd recommend this. Like, oh, definitely. Like, definitely pick this up. But you're probably not gonna. You're probably gonna want to immediately move on to volume two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it very much relies on you, like wanting to do volume two right after it. Um, but I am denying you that uh, that opportunity here. <laughs> you are denying me the opportunity. <laughs> there, there was uh, the way I was splitting this up when I was like planning out like how we would be covering this run throughout a couple different blocks. Um, I originally had volume two mixed in with volume one, but it would be a really long episode because this first volume alone is eight issues. Yes, and then so, I'm guessing volume two is at least okay. another like. In volume Six? two, I think takes up takes us up to like fourteen or fifteen issues altogether, and I'm like, I just I want to keep it a little bit simpler. And this is one of the longer collections of the new Fifty Two Flash run. I think there's only one other volume that has eight issues in it. So the way I wanted to split this up, we're doing this on its own. Anyway, we're so doing it on get, its own, which is getting which is, into this, which is nice. Yeah, um, but starting off on issue one, uh, a version of the collection collection that I have, and I believe you have as well, has um, these really nice variant covers at the back of each one. Yes, uh, which the one for I'm this one surprised. is surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised other collections don't do this. Uh, I mean, it, it depends. If they include variant covers, sometimes they're after each cover. Sometimes they're at the back of the book. Yeah, uh, I, I know the Batman a... ones like to do it right at the back of the book, but it, it makes a nice. Also interior, like an interior, like title yeah. page. I do, to the I, I do really always like sketched and ink covers though too on the inside. Yeah, 
um but yeah so this one has a has a variant done by ivan reese which is very nice it's um, very just nice. Re- really great cover um now uh now we open this uh we get a uh, a quick scene between uh barry and new love interest patty spivet um sort of in the same vein that like you know they split up uh, clark and lois and in favor of clark and, and diana in the new 52 this is sort of that same thing but instead we have just a different love interest altogether rather than pairing barry up with someone you know um, uh, sort of unconventional rather than iris um uh, but iris does still play a significant portion throughout this yeah well it also it doesn't the way manipul and bucato play it out they don't it feels very different from the way john's plays the uh the Clark and Diana relationship, like yeah, yeah, definitely. Like this because this feels like a younger Barry. It feels like he just hasn't really asked Iris out, Iris out yet, and realized his feelings for her. True, uh, but that being said, throughout this volume, the first volume alone, like I really do like Barry and Patty's relationship. Oh yeah, it's it's well, it's it's very nicely fleshed out. Like you. Like from their from the first page, they're already very flirty, and it's it's one of the mm-hmm. things that you re- you really like. Like, if mm-hmm. I didn't know Barry would eventually be with Iris, like I would be okay with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, just just cute little nerdy couple. I don't know. I kind of like that idea <laughs> for Barry specifically. I just like that. Um, so that's great. Uh, also, in the scene, we meet uh, Dr. Elias or Elias. How would you say? Yes. Elias. Yeah. Elias. Whatever the fuck you say. Um, we meet Dr. Elias. He'll become important later on. But uh, they're at this um, uh, they're at this museum. And uh, uh, yes, uh, they're presenting a project on a theoretical renewable energy source uh, to build a green high speed monorail, um, which is sounds kind of like a crazy science idea that would never actually work um (laughs) and i don't know Um, if that's the angle they're going for because it gets cut short by a very large onomatopoeia of a crash through the roof Um, and uh, i love i mean we'll we'll talk about on the next page but like uh these like soldiers break through and and barry um gets his ring and and gets makes the flash costume pop out and we get this brilliant title page i love all the pages like this all the Um, all the title pages for this collection incorporate like the title and logo into the action um like uh like this first one is you know i my name is barry allen to the world i'm the fastest man alive and then it does the little you know like here's his backstory really quickly which actually brings us to a, an, an odd twitter question uh jamie at jamie underscore season seven says what do you feel about each issue having the my name is barry allen narration um that's I don't think not they I, do yeah, at least in this collection. I don't know if it's different in like other versions or maybe in single issues, but they, they don't have that in every issue here. Um, it's only in this first one, as as far as I can. Yes, remember. as far as as far as I can tell, um, yeah. they they do do the DC Comics proudly presents the Flash. Yeah, um, which like for the way that these title pages are set up, like you need that there. Like, yeah, you, I think they look really nice. You would you would also ruin some of the art if you if you like. Yeah, because those, those things are like part of the art, and it looks really, really nice. But yes. uh, but yeah, so um, uh, so so Barry now now as the Flash takes on these soldier characters. Um, the soldiers begin to escape. They get into like this. Uh, they get into this plane, and they um they, they begin to leave. Um, Barry grabs one of the soldiers and and, and like drags him down. And a really cool like sort of move here as they're falling from uh falling through the sky. Barry I guess like uses his arm and like 
I don't know, like tornadoes the the him into the, in, into the building, which I think is fun. Um, he crashes through into the sewer and is met by Iris West. And um, I don't know. I just like her introduction here. I think it's really well done. Yes. Um, and and I, I like Iris just sort of as the plucky journalist. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I like the way like Iris, at least in this collection, is characterized sort of as like a character that is at least publicly against the Flash for like some PR points, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's interesting. So because she doesn't think like the Flash is evil, but she's very distrusting, which with what the new 52 was kind of going for with like the, the, the like just like Jeff Johns's first arc of just like really trying to explore the emergence of superheroes. It kind of mm-hmm. works. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and it, it kind of a lot of this plays out kind of like a like a Barry's trying to juggle his secret identity almost, mm-hmm. um, which is which which is some fun story beats that you see, um, and it makes you question: Oh, is 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 is, is Patty gonna? Will Patty find out that Barry's secretly the Flash? Um, mm-hmm. uh, or will will everything work? Um, yeah um but yeah so at the end of all this um barry gets this uh this piece of technology that these soldiers were stealing he gets it back to dr elias yes, it's a um, it's they, a genome recoder again already introducing the, that we're going to be doing some crazy b-movie sci-fi shit just because mm-hmm. let's recode genes um also but, also uh, also do uh, doing the, having the flash do some his own pr basically before yeah, he runs yeah. away and barry reappears mm-hmm. um and you have Patty worried about him. He's like, "Oh, I, I dropped my, I dropped my phone." Um, and you'll see throughout this collection, his excuses get more and more insanely stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but with Barry, at least, like you feel like he can pull it off because of just how he could be in like pretty much anywhere at once. You know? Yes. Um, um, and speaking so, uh, of being in anywhere at once, that that becomes interesting for this first uh, first arc. Um, yes, because they um, have. So- they have the body of someone killed on impact, and it is someone that Barry recognizes. Yeah, a, uh, a friend of his, at least from when he was a teenager, I believe they, they go into. Um, uh, a friend named Manuel, Manuel Lago. Um, I mean, I don't think they say his last name here. But anyway, yeah, Manuel, um, he is uh, an old friend of Barry's. Uh, we get a nice little flashback of the two of them hanging out together, and then we uh, we take his body away. Yes. Um, we, it's, I love the, the just the little character work of the flashbacks. They they go oh, a long yeah. way. I like, really like the flashbacks. Like this first flashback is so short, but you really get this whole idea of you know Bar- Barry being kind of the timid one, whereas Manuel's the the more outgoing friend, which is just a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they take away the body. Um, Iris calls out to Barry. Um, Trying to be like, get a statement about, you know, is, is it true that the Flash had something to do with the suspect's death? Uh, it's like, oh, who told you that, Iris? So it is true. That's huge. Uh, and, you know, you have a lot of these questions. Um, and and I, like, I like how forceful Iris is. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, she's always chasing the story, even mm-hmm. if it's going to, even if it's, you know, to, to almost stupid ends to yeah. chase a story. Uh, mm-hmm. which will become a recurring theme. Yeah. Um, um, then we get our first uh, scene uh, at the crime lab where uh, where Barry and Patty work together. Uh, we meet uh, director Singh here, who we saw briefly in Flashpoint. Um, 
but yeah, he's he's playing a bigger role here, of course. Um, yes. We see we see a bit more of him, um, and then we uh, we get into like I, we get into like uh, just a, a scene of a page at least of uh, of Barry alone as the Flash, and I love the way these pages are laid out, specifically this first one of like him just standing profile uh, on the side here, and all these like smaller panels on the side as um as he meets with uh, director Singh. It's just it's just a nice little scene here, but. Uh, he begins looking into Manuel's death then. Um, and I, I actually think I prefer this second page just because it, it really, it really shows just sort of how he's all, Barry as a person is always going. Just Oh just yeah. Always... And, and how just, and how just chaotic his life is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is um, kind of purpose, per, uh, kind of purpose, kind of perfect for a super, uh, a superhero with super speed. Um, uh, and what's what's especially interesting is that he kind of you know gets gets wrapped up in the case only for someone to sneak into his apartment. Mm-hmm. And specifically, it's this is yeah, Manuel. Um, and Manuel doesn't says he doesn't have time to explain, and he just runs out of Barry's apartment. Barry chases after him. He takes him all the way to the to the other side of town. It seems um, as. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Manuel is being chased by these two guys, um, and, and Barry uh, uh, pretends to like uh, jump into the water. Uh, he comes back out as Flash, and Flash catches up with Manuel, and Manuel is surrounded by about what a dozen other Manuels. Uh, a dozen other Manuels. Now, yes, this is the B the B movie sci fi shit I was talking about. Um, um, my notes very here fun. was like, we're doing a clone plot. Yes. <laughs> um, and what's what's especially interesting is that this first issue kind of threw me for a loop because I was kind of expecting almost a setup like the Flash TV show. Um, okay. Which I'm kind of glad that it's not like the Flash TV show. Um, interesting. Mainly because I, I think the Flash TV show works for a television show because you, you know, performed medium. Mm-hmm. Oh, Can't. so were you saying like it, it? You thought it might be more a bit a bit more like villain of the week, maybe villain of the week. More set. I was I was expecting more of a setup with Barry having maybe his own base of operations. Oh, uh, um, okay. See, that's like, the thing though that, that like that people always complain about the Flash TV show is that he has like a whole team. Like Barry is pretty much a, a solitary figure most of the time. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I think I think I like that more honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, there is obviously the whole Flash family eventually. We don't have any of that here, really. No. Um, but we have like you know multiple speedsters that we meet throughout uh, throughout like the course of Flash comics. Um, none of them are really present here. This is meant to be a, sl- a solo Flash adventure, at least. Yes, I mean it's it's also meant to be like an early Flash adventure. Clearly, um, mm-hmm. it's also kind of a shame that after this, Manuel hasn't been used since. Like, yeah, yeah. At least, like in flashbacks, to like show that, like you know, they they did have a, you know, a, a very close relationship. Yeah, well, but, it also yeah. just doesn't. It just it, it, we'll we'll see what happens when we get to it. But like, yeah, it feel it, this is a story that for him it feels almost unresolved in the end. Uh, I get that. But uh, moving into issue two now, uh, we have a variant cover done by Greg Capullo here, which is so nice. Um, I love the literal like running on a compass yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh, or no it's a speedometer it's like fast super fast omg and lightning bolt 
Um, <laughs> Which, um, okay, for something like Greg Capullo, my brain thinks, oh, are you going to try to make it dark and gothic? Because, you know, no, he wrote Batman. No. It, 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 no, it's a little cheesy, and it's great. It's, <laughs> it's great, yeah. Um, but we open with Barry t- as the Flash taking on a bunch of Manuels. Um, and I'm again, I love saying that because I don't know why. Like I, I read the, the, these comics just fine before, and now for some reason, whenever I, whenever we say Manuel out loud, I'm thinking of Manuel from Faulty Towers. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> for, just for some reason, when we're saying this out loud, I'm like, oh, he's he's taking on a bunch of Manuels. Yep, that's that makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> this Manuel's a bit more effective than Manuel from Faulty Towers. <laughs> Manuel. Uh, from Faulty Towers is a king. We love him. Um, and I, I love, and I, I kind of touched on this in the first issue. I love the paneling. Just oh yeah, yeah. Like it, like it's I, not, it's not just the art; it's the layout too. Yeah, like the layout itself has it has a t- this interesting tendency to do horizontals, but have them do fully across the page, which like we've seen before, but never to this extent. And yeah, specific it's, it's, way. it goes really far in this. Yeah, um, and I think for a Flash comic that works because you know, and it, 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 it enforces the idea that Barry just wants to keep moving forward with everything, which is kind of the main theme of this set. That's uh, of this um, uh, of this volume. It's why mm-hmm. it's why it's called Move Forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and visual and, and and like the fact that they can get that across visually as well as within the storytelling, I really like that. Um, I know we compliment Jeff Johns a lot for this, and and this is a bit more like dialogue heavy than Jeff Johns, but like it really does know how to how to tell that story visually as well. Yes, it does, and I think I think though I think the dialogue here is also really good at doing internal conflicts. Um, yeah, because because throughout this we're we may as well talk about the big internal conflict. Because they, you know, the bunch of Manuels try to steal this gene recoder and are basically being set up as our villain. One, you never know exactly where you stand because they're a bunch of clones. But Barry has to grapple with the fact that he's facing an old friend. Um, mm-hmm. and, and props to Manipul and Vucoletto for inventing a character who is an old friend and making you feel like he's an old friend immediately. Yeah, yeah, while um, immediately setting at least the other Manuels that aren't the original Manuel, uh, setting them up as as the villains of this story. Part of me honestly wonders if pre-New 52, the, they were set to, like, take over the Flash from Jeff Johns and, and just adapted this for that. And they already had, like, these ideas in place. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. Because um, it, it just, it feels... It, feels like this was this was thought out beforehand just a little bit like yeah yeah um uh which is which again is interesting yeah. um but yeah so yeah. uh yeah so uh, so Barry leaves um he goes to uh to talk with uh, Iris very briefly and um and then he goes to see Dr. Elias who has a treadmill um not a cosmic one because I, the second Barry runs on it 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 it, it breaks down pretty it much it breaks down uh, my my note for this said cosmic treadmill, but not. Yes, but not. almost, co- almost cosmic, treadmill. almost cosmic treadmill. We'll get there. We'll um, get there. <laughs> and again, Doctor Elias is also a new character. 
and I love what he adds to this. Uh, th- this scene in particular is saying that like Barry is it, the Flash is is a fast character. He can act fast, but he's not thinking fast. He, he's his mental capacity isn't matching his physical capacity. Um, um, it, it's also so. So this was also before the Flash TV show was even a thing. Like clearly, because um, mm-hmm. this was what 2011, and that show didn't premiere till. 2014 14 yeah 14 um but i i love this relationship it reinforces the idea that this is a a young barry that he's asking others for help while maintaining his secret identity like um like he's very much elias is elias isn't a character that knows barry's identity or anything no yeah and he if he discovers it it isn't in this volume um Mm -hmm. Um, um, but yeah, so then, uh, so so Barry leaves to go uh, to go out with Iris for a bit, and he begins to think fast. He begins to unlock that part of his brain that uh, that uh, that can sort of that can tap into the speed force the same way his his physical body can. Yes. And I love the way these pages are laid out. Yeah, which it it becomes interesting. So like, so Pat, he's on the roof of I, I'm guessing Central City Police Department. Like, probably, uh, probably because because because. Because Patty's there, and it's like, why? We 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 don't get as many establishing shots of location because a lot of this is moving very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but we, you know, we have Barry talking to himself. Patty we have like up. we have like Pat, we have like Patty's like speech bubbles even being cut off by what Barry is seeing. Yes, because he's, uh, because, as... he's because he's quickly observing the world around him. As he sort of just realizes what he can do, the idea of being able to think fast and observe and almost tap into precognition is what we're building to. Mm-hmm. Um, and possible futures, pretty much. Yes. So so, so uh, the idea is that like this is an early Barry. He hasn't quite learned how to time travel yet. So this is almost like an, an early development of that idea that like, yes. you know, he's time traveling to potential futures before they even happen. Yeah, but and he's only seeing them. He's not physically going there, and he gets to he gets to decide, which I think is interesting because if one, it follows the idea that if we develop time travel, we'd be able to develop time travel into the future before we would develop time travel into the past, um, mm-hmm. just because the future is yet to happen. Yeah, but the past is the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I love, again, the layouts, we, we get a lot of really small boxes just to represent it, all basically spiraling out from Barry's head yeah. while the actual backgrounds become this, like, almost purple, this purple monochrome. Um, yeah, yeah, like and like almost like sketched out in the same way that like that like Jim Lee drew like the hush flashbacks, you know? Yeah. Um, they're drawn um, like that, and like, so this is a very like... um. Uh, they're, they're they're sort of abstract, even I would say. Yeah, um, and it, it does a really good job of showing the consequences, but only showing just enough so the reader can understand the sequence of events of here's why Barry chooses this because um, he say uh like uh he he sees like a, a crane that gets it's gonna get trapped to a car and hurt a kid, um while a pile of apples is going to fall so he saves it all and you really only see it in like the see how he saves it in these just quick glances uh, yeah and then when you 
you see it in the way that he does it, like when he's thinking about it. Before. You only see of it when they actually show him doing it. Yeah, they don't show him actually part of that action. And by the time you get back to like regular paced action, it's just this quick juxtaposition in a, excusing the pun, in a flash of suddenly he has an apple that he's eating now. Uh, yeah, yeah, is, and it's so great. Like, like it's it really is just smart visual storytelling, and I love it. And um, there's a and there's a lot of and there's just a lot of character too in in the way mm-hmm. Barry's drawn. He's, he's oh definitely yeah like. He's not dumb, but he kind of has that like himbo energy of he's just he's just he's just trying to get along in the world. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, 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 so I like so Barry leaves. Then we get another flashback, uh, this time a flashback of uh, of how Barry and Manuel first met. Um, it's again, nice little scene. Like, I really do love these flashbacks. They're really well done. Yeah. Um, the idea is that they're. Uh, Barry was invited to a party, but kind of is a wallflower, so he he left the party. Manuel found him. Manuel wasn't invited to the party, but uses Barry uh, as our uh, um, as sort of a scapegoat to get in. And it's it's really nice. Um, um, and we we learn that Manuel was a part of the CIA at this point, um, and. and and Barry's on basically on the trail. Um, and uh, the whole idea is that Manuel eventually tried to run away. Um, all uh, in a flashback, we see uh, him deployed uh, somewhere. He called Barry at a payphone. Uh, He's missing a hand here. Yes. Um, it's like wrapped up. And. Um... And then, uh, and then he gets taken away, and 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 Barry doesn't know where he went. Um, and in the present, we see the bunch of Manuels with Manuel tied to a chair, um, um, and and all the or no, uh, yeah, with Manuel tied to a chair, and they're working with a Doctor Guerrero to find a solution to their problem that all of these clones are dying, um, and that's all we get of that. For now, mm-hmm. um, but we uh, also we, we we should have mentioned uh, Iris told Barry that uh, she was going to uh, interview the most dangerous inmate of Iron Heights prison, uh, yes. which is very interesting. So we we get one panel of of Iris going to Iron uh, Iron Heights, Patty at uh, the police department at the police lab, um, having discovered. Um, some declassified doc, doc documents on a cloning project. Yes. Dr. Um, Elias looking over some brain scans. Um, and on, I'm guessing this is the bridge between Central and Keystone Cities. Yeah, yep, um, the Gem City Bridge. Yep. Suddenly, a button is pushed. All There's the a power big flash of, of green light. Uh, the all power goes out between Central City and Keystone City, and a plane starts to fall out of the sky, and that is the end of the issue. Um, bring us into issue three. Great cover, uh, great variant cover by Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Alex, Alex Sinclair, because of course it is. Um, it just looks really nice. Um, going into it was, issue... it was at this point where my mind was kind of going for a loop, just like oh, because. 
with every issue, what I think what Manipul and Bugletto pull off is a difficult thing to pull off is that at the end of every issue, we're going into a completely different direction. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not While so still much keeping as a, the same narrative through line. Yeah, it's not so much as a, a twist, but it's a another wrench gets thrown into the situation. Um, yeah. Like, my note at the end of issue two is how deep does this conspiracy go? Like, we're dealing yeah. with some CIA stuff. Yeah, at this point, I'm thinking, is Iris going to Iron Heights going to play a role? And it does, eventually. Mm-hmm. Takes yeah, a while to it, get there, really. to like the se- Mostly the second half of the book. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. We had uh, a great title page to start off issue three. I love the flash within the plane crashing. Like, I just, that looks so cool. Um, in story lights, lights out. out. Yeah. Uh, um, once again, using... Uh, his his fast abilities, you know. Um, to, uh, uh, no, we, to say, we, get, gr- we get some Barry narration here. Um, one, mm. I love the idea that Barry does not drink coffee because that would yeah. only make him more jittery and worse. Yeah. Um, but it also really captures just this nervousness of holy shit, there's a plane crashing. A lot of people are just stuck on this stuck on this bridge. Um, because it's an EMP, the whole idea is basically the cars are, are going to still be going just until they lose momentum. Any car that's still going. Um, and again, we have again we have the great uh, sort of just horizontal layouts. Um, yeah, yeah. As uh, as Barry saves this plane from collapsing, um, uh, and by literally vibrating his it... molecules into the plane. Yeah, and sending the plane through the bridge so it doesn't crash into it and safely into the water, um, which is such a cool sequence and such a cool idea and use of Barry's powers. Yes, um, really sold by the narration. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, this is this is one where the narration is just—it's really important. I, I love, I love that we see Barry struggle like. Like, this isn't easy for him, and that's continually reinforced. Like, there's an uncertainty that he's just trying to do the right thing, um, mm. which I, I really like. Because, um, one, it feels very much in line with Flashpoint being the other big Flash con- uh, comic that I've read. Um, and just and just making you feel like Barry's unique, because pretty much every other character we've read who's headlined a book outside of cyborg um, really hasn't had this sort of internal conflict or at least if they have it hasn't been in this way yeah um, i get that like like it's it's been there in, in in the team books we've read but that's because that's team dynamics but this is someone on their own trying to do the right thing and and not entirely being sure of how to do the right thing um, or what that right thing really could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, meanwhile, we see uh, the Manuel's infighting again. Uh, we see some. Uh, we get a, get another flashback, uh, just delving into more like how this, uh, how the Manuel clones came to be. Uh, then we go over to Iron Heights Prison. Uh, Iris begins her interview with the most dangerous man at Iron Heights, and this person is uh, Leonard Snart, uh, Captain Cold. Now, uh, I'm curious what you knew about Captain Cold going in, actually. So, I I knew he was, you know, 
most famous for having a cold gun. So it kind of threw me for a loop here when... Yeah, this is one of those New 52 things where they, like, change the character's power to, powers to make it, like, new and innovative and shit, you know? Yes. Um, well, they explain why, why that happens, though, in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh, I think yeah. is actually a good explanation. It's, it's a better changing of a character with freeze-based power, with cold-based powers, than... Yo, definitely. Another <laughs> character. <laughs> then, yeah. Oh god, that fucking annual. Um, but yeah, I know I, I really do like uh, uh, Snart's characterization here. We'll see him a lot more later, and I really do love what this book does um, with him. But, in the uh, in these in these scenes early on, I was a little a little worried that they might try to make him almost like Hannibal Lecter in in okay, characterization. I, I kind of get that, but, yeah. mainly because you have a strong female character coming to visit a dangerous criminal in prison. With that premise, people generally go to Hannibal Lecter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm glad they don't. They, um, I'll give more thoughts on him later when he becomes more prominent. But yeah, but Manifold yeah. and his letter take him in a in a really fun way. Yeah. Also, um, Barry is just just collapsed off, on the plane. Oh yeah. First off, Barry has to catch his breath, which is you know just shows how much like energy that took out of him. Uh, then he leaves the plane, and this kid like tries to get an autograph, and Flash signs the autograph before he leaves. <laughs> I yeah. just, you know, it's a I, I love. Moment. There's something about the expressions just throughout this page that I love, and throughout the, throughout the book. There's they're almost cartoony in places, but because of the style and because it's kind of style, it's it's very much. Uh, Manipul's stylization, like mm-hmm. it works, it, it doesn't like break immersion. Uh, yeah, and and partially because they don't really call like uh, they don't call attention to it being cartoony. Um, yeah, which would which would just break immersion. Um, yeah, and we see this this nice montage again use, using using horizontal space really well to show Barry trying to save people while we get an explanation of. There was basically an electromagnetic an, an EMP. It knocked out every electronic device in a twenty mile radius. Like he's saving people from tigers escaping the zoo, people who were in need of an ambulance, uh, people people stuck in a construction elevator that would just you know at that point crash to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it's just it's really nice um, and really quick like. This this volume felt longer than it was, but in a good way. Like yeah, yeah, I get there's that. a lot packed into these issues. Yeah, um, um, we get a little scene between uh, Forrest and Patty here. We haven't talked much about Forrest. He was another character that showed up briefly in Flashpoint. Yeah, very, very um, I I don't think I have a full any real opinions on him because he mm-hmm. he's there. He, just, he he seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> he, he seems yeah, like a supporting um, character who could have more focus if this wasn't also reestablishing the flash from issue one and needing needing to establish who barry is what makes him tick his relationship with everyone and and you know it, it's not this character's story it could uh, but features issue, for future issues very well could be his story yeah uh, um, we then uh, we then catch over to uh, go over to Doctor Elias. Um, we get a nice little like journal entry uh, from him here, um, and uh, yeah. he meets up with the uh, with with the Manuel soldiers here. Yeah. Um, well, and just a bunch of people because he's he's looking for the 
um, he's looking for the origin of the EMP because mm-hmm. EMPs don't just happen. That's where a lot of the mystery of these next couple issues is going to be: is where, why did this EMP uh, happen? Uh, and he he also meets up with this this blonde guy who I don't know if he gets a name. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be someone, but honestly, I cannot remember who. Yeah. Um, but, but he's here for, like, just the page. Because um, mm-hmm. he, he sells... Uh, they call him Axel. But I... It's, I don't know any character also called Axel. I, uh, I, it, I, it escapes me at the moment. I'm pretty sure he's meant to be someone, but I, I can't remember who if he is. Um, we'll, but anyways, we'll see um, that eventually. Yeah. Uh, probably. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the um, the Central City Police Department is being briefed on what they need to do during this blackout to help everyone. Um, Barry and Patty get sent out on horses, which is just a cool image. I like yes. that. Barry uh, cannot ride a horse to save his life, which is... Which is kind of funny, because, you know, hot, funny running man powers. Um, running man they powers. Go over, they, they, uh, Patty got a lead on how to find Manuel, and they do find Manuel with both of his hands chopped off and, and wrapped bandaged. in bandages. Um, um, and, and we, and, and he's just kind of cracking really morbid jokes uh, mm-hmm. about the and fact again, that his like hands... Manuel is a really great character. Like he, he really has a personality here, and that it, it still shines through in these moments. Yes, um, which I, I, I really like because this is also um, we're getting close to the point where we're actually going to get an explanation for. Um, his is uh, uh, his regenerative powers and and sort of how it how it all how it all happens. But mm-hmm. as they try to run uh, away in in a great sort of play on all the Barry thinking faster scenes earlier, he's thinking so fast in the moment and so far ahead that he gets shot in the face. <laughs> which I it's a nice it's a nice twist on it. Um, mm-hmm. one. It's a good. It's a good way just to show struggle, and it, it leads to an amazing cover for issue four. Um, oh God, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and Patty is convinced Barry's gonna d- dead because she heard the gunshot. Because that's where the issue ended. Just him being shot in the face, um, and. I love the way the clones are portrayed because this is the first time we actually start to get to see how their thought processes work. Mm-hmm. Um, that while they are copies of Manuel, and they, they have they don't, all they of don't his... really see themselves as Manuel. Yeah, well, because because while they have they they the idea being is they have all of Manuel's memories up to the point that they are created. Um, and then their their experiences become their experiences, even if they're similar experiences. Yeah. Um, and, and that sort of creates their own identity. Um, which is such which, a cool idea. Like, yeah. I really love that. Again, it's why I wish as a character... So they're called Mob Rule, which is a, a, a great villain name. Um, oh, yeah. I think, the, I think yeah. the Flash has some great corny villain names oh uh, the, the flash has like just just in general you'll see like as we continue to read flash comics it just has a great rogues gallery in general like and 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 always like 
kills it with the names, like because most of them come from the Silver Age, and most of them have stood the test of time and stuck around to this day. Um, and they're so great. You're, like, so you're saying the Flash movie should 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 should, have inc- should include the Rogues when it comes out? Yes. And, and I'm saying just... I'm saying I'm saying the Flash movie should just stop being fucking Flashpoint um, and tell some Flash stories. But anyway, on to issue four. Easily my favorite cover of the collection. I really really love this one. And that's that's a let's be honest, that's a hard feat. All the covers, both the uh, manifold Buccioletto covers and all the variant covers, mm-hmm. are are all great. Like, oh yeah, they're they're, they're brilliant. Like, you know, you got some good covers when the Jim Lee cover probably isn't even in like the top half of <laughs> for real, of the covers. like for real. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and like, and especially in a book where like the art is one of the biggest highlights of it, you know, yeah, to say like, that something is the best of any of it, you know, I think like, that's like that's the plot, a, a honestly, the plot kind of meanders at points. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 there are bits that could have been tightened up. We have covered three issues, and some of this could have been tightened and, and, and paced a little better. Yeah, we're, we're definitely just... about to see that. We're, we're definitely about to see that in issue four here. Yeah, um, but the art just the art just sells it like, and it it's part of the reason why comics the artist is equally impor- as important as the writer. Now the artists are also the writers here, but still, like yeah. they work together as a team very nicely, mm-hmm. uh, and we open. We open with a funeral, um, a flashback funeral, a flashback funeral, all done in this 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 bluish gray, to symbolize the winter and the cold, um, for Manuel's father who is who is dead, and Manuel looks on. Barry goes to meet him after the funeral, and there's there's this touching scene where you really you understand why Manuel would join the army, then the CIA and allow what happened to him to happen. Cause he's kind of a character who suffered loss and never really recovered from the loss of his father. Yeah. Um, and he keeps running away from his problems. Uh, obviously impair, obviously that's an intentional parallel to Barry being a, a, a speedster just in general. Um, and throughout this, they uh, Manifold and Gillette have kind of been hinting at Barry running away from uh, from trusting Patty with his secret identity, but in very subtle ways. Mainly because yeah. there's this repetition of Patty, of 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 Barry and the reader seeing Patty emotionally suffer because she keeps thinking Barry is dead um, mm-hmm. when Barry's not dead. Um, but yeah, um, and that's just one aspect that I love, but we move to, uh, Uh, Dr. Dr. Elias Elias being captured by Um, the Manuel clones. Um, this leads us pretty conveniently into first off an amazing title page. I mean, they're all amazing title pages, you know, they're great. I mean, I get, we haven't commented on that enough. I feel because the title, like to make a really like impressive title page that still hits in a collected edition when the title pages don't really matter as much, you know? I mean, Um, we talked about how last time, how in Flashpoint in the trade edition of Flashpoint, they cut the titles from the title page. 
Yeah, um, yeah, and they're just big splashes of art. Here, like, the title pages are part of the story, and I love that. Um, so great title page. We delve into uh, more Manuel's backstory here um, and uh, more of uh, how he got involved with Mob Rule and all that. Uh, how he became Mob Rule. And uh, what I, I, I love, one, um, it's like, you know, he was a covert U.S. operative who was given regenerative abilities as part of a top-secret government project. He was already a highly trained badass, but the power to regenerate after any wound made him the very best. Just point him in the right direction and watch him work. James Bond meets Batman. Um, <laughs> so good. Um, there, um, there, and and I, I love this premise for a villain, like... Mm-hmm. And I again, I, we're going to get some of the dynamics in this issue and the next issue, which are like the best aspects of those issues of just the way that that Manuel works and what makes him tick like mm-hmm. um, like and he, he was on a vengeance quest. And even with this title page, the very next page continues just this non-traditional layout. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's these like handprints that you see bits of the flashback through um, the handprints at the bottom, uh, the, the footprints in the middle. Like it's really effective, and I really really like it. Um, even on the even the even the page after that, it's it's a it's a tree branching out, and through the branches you see bits of that flashback, and below it is the present day stuff of, of Elias driving with the Manuel clones. Yeah, it's it's again it's it's all this non traditional sequential arc that I. Th- sequential art and, and and stuff that really shows you like why like you know a, a team that is both writer and artist can can really make their comic work work to their advantage when they're not focusing on like two separate sides of the story and when they're and when it's all one project you know yeah which i think it, it makes this team just just the perfect team yeah i hope because i know i know they've worked together on other stuff like mm-hmm. Um, I like I, I hope that that style and this this non-traditional layout just isn't a one-off. Like, yeah, yeah. But we, well, I mean, is... for, from from their new Fifty Two Flash stuff that I've continued to read after this, I mean, it 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 stays there at least. So that's good. Um, um, yeah, but yeah. So, um, but we but we learn here that uh, the Manuel clones, uh, at least at first and still sort of do, um, have have a shortened lifespan. Um, we, they just sort of we, start to die. We off. also we learn that all the the majority of the clones have come from the fact that Manuel got captured and. He was tortured by having his fingers cut off, then his hands. But because he had regenerative powers, this is the first time he actually started to have clones. Because, and and you see, like, the birth of one of the clones on just this pile of severed limbs. Yeah. Uh, Like, because he keeps regenerating his limbs, but then the limbs keep regenerating themselves and it is just a terrifying image. Uh, oh God. Yeah. But it's, it's, Oh, it's so good. So, so good. Um, but yeah, like I said, like shortened lifespan, we learn about, um, uh, they're, they're telling Elias their whole story here. And um, Manuel, like, like, like the progenitor of the mad scientist trope ran away from his creation at the first sign of trouble. Just like Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, over on the Gem City Bridge, um, Manuel is working with Patty to sort of uh, to sort of like calm everything down. They both sort of accepted that Barry is gone at this point. They both think he's dead. 
Um, okay, what's especially interesting is Barry. This is issue four of the brand new Flash title, mm-hmm. and it doesn't show up until the very end of this issue. Yeah, and like, what's interesting is I didn't notice that. Like, yeah, you don't notice it until we're on like the last four pages, and I've j- only just seen Barry and how he got out of that like, cliffhanger. You know, you know, and um, I, I think that's yeah. just a testament to the storytelling. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I really care about characters like Manuel and Patty. You know, that I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what they're going through. Yes. Also, um, Patty's yeah, allowed so to be here. intelligent uh, and a scientist. So that's yes. Plus. Yeah. Patty's just like I just I don't know. I love her. She she's she's such a great character. Like if if Iris wasn't the traditional love interest, I really do think that like the, she could stay as as Barry's main love interest. But yeah, okay. whatever. And even if she um, wasn't the love interest, just. Just keep her as a close friend. Yeah, just have her around, you know? Um, it's, like, one of the only things that, like, that I actually do kind of like about New 52 Superman is that, like, Lois is still a character outside of being Clark's girlfriend, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, that's that's yeah. also just a mischaracterization of Lois Lane if you just reduce her to Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Ex- yeah, e- yeah, exactly. But, um Anyway, yeah, we we, uh, we do we do get a, a quick reminder of remember Iris is in I Iris is in Iron Heights. I'm trying my hardest not to say Iris is in Iris Heights. <laughs> Iron is in Iris Heights. Uh, yes, but yeah, uh, she's there. She's been trapped by Captain Cold, who has escaped. Um, she's trapped behind this door that's been frozen shut and all that. Um, she breaks well, out herself because she's not a damsel, which is nice. Yep. And uh, Manuel takes on his clone army for a little bit. Uh, mainly because be- Patty's spurred him on, which is, again, inter- interesting character development for a character who, after this, really hasn't been seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, he's, I'm going to kill all of you. And we see one of the panels turn physically to the side, and we see a 3D. Mm, oh, like, yeah. It's so cool. Um, and then as as these soldiers like like hit like force Manuel onto the ground, he he sees crying and his tears form the next set of flashbacks. Like I love that. It's so cool. Where the um, world thinks he's dead and he went to bury um uh, who you know couldn't Barry, believe that who, he's alive. Who recently had a lab accident, um, you know, freak lightning, chemicals, and all that. Gee, I wonder what could have happened. Um, and it's great. Uh, we see some of his uh, his clones waiting outside for him, which I, I don't know. I just like that little touch. Um, um, it's, I, and again, what's interesting? The clone dialogue is interesting because one says, "Oh God, if I have to sit here any longer with all this bromance, I'm gonna a little respect." <laughs> Alan's like a brother. His maybe, but not ours. Um, kind of because, again, this, so we've established there's a psychic link between the clones and Manuel, but they're splinters and just bits of individuality. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not interchangeable. Um, yeah, yeah. And not all of them just disregard Barry because they don't have that personal connection with him. Like, some of them are like, oh, yeah, well, this means a lot to Manuel. Okay, well, does it mean a lot to me? You know, like, there is still conflict there. Yes. And I, I wish we could have explored it more. Uh, or just had more opportunities to explore it, because again, after this, Mavril apparently doesn't show up ever again. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we then catch up with Barry, and we see how uh, how Barry got out of it, and of course, you know, the bullet only grazed his skull or something, 
And it's like, okay, uh, well, sure. I think the idea is that also be is because of his, you know, super speed, he has super healing. Well, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it just you know, it, it, it's mostly just a reframing though of the of the issue three cliffhanger. So, yeah, um, which, which, so he gets it out of that. It doesn't quite work. Yeah, but um, um, he sees that a bomb was left in there with him, and uh, he he runs out of there before it explodes and puts the costume on and great another page. amazing single page of him. Yeah, and uh, as he leaves to go into the final issue of of this first proper arc, I realize now that I mixed up the split of the two arcs it's one through five and six through eight anyway um going um, into issue I, I, five, will say, I think issue five might be my least favorite issue i agree with that it's um, this is one where it, it it almost feels cut short it does kind of rush a, a an ending to a really great first arc doesn't it well yeah, just the pacing feels so different from the last four issues like like it, it feels like they were going along at a right. We'll just do this first arc, six issues that makes a trade, mm-hmm. and then we're told uh, you got to do a second arc within within your first eight issues, and we'll make the eight issues a trade because um, it 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 just feels weird. Yeah. Um, also, interestingly, the variant cover for issue five is done by Gary Frank, and I think this is your first ever Gary Frank art, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't uh, know he, if I he, recognize that name. He's a big Jeff Johns collaborator. He did ah. um he did Superman Brainiac with Johns and Batman Earth One. Those would be the big ones. Ah, so okay, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So we open up here. Uh, uh, the Manuel clones have taken Elias to uh to sort of the secret base, yeah, um, where he he has a generator, um, basically. Basically, so he can keep his. So the idea being, in the case of an accident, just like an EMP blast, um, he can still keep his his projects running and the power that he, the emergency power that he needs, um, which feels almost like a red herring, you know? Like, like I was just is is Elias going to turn out to be evil? Um, Mm. and, And he still could hypothetically in future volumes but as of now like it feels very red herring ish Mm. uh but yeah um we also see a bunch of rogues are are breaking out of iron heights yes Uh, iris is captured by some of them um i don't I don't rec- I don't ne- recognize any of these characters. Uh, uh, you should recognize Girder. I think he was in an episode of a Superman the Animated Series. Was he? He made a pretty brief appearance, I believe. Yeah. Hmm. Was it? Was it in the? I know he was in there. Was, was he in the Legion of Superheroes episode, or no? I can't remember Maybe. what he was in, but I, but I know he was in an episode because I remember seeing him in a Bruce Tim style, and uh, and I'm pretty sure he's in he's it's in uh, in an S Tass episode, but. Anyway, um, we go over to the Gem City Bridge. Um, we see what uh, Patty is up to in the middle of all of this. And through it all, uh, the Flash breaks through it. Uh, breaks through it all. He, he comes in. We get another great title page um, of him like breaking through all uh, through like the ice and snow here um, and rain. It's, just, it, it's cool. I like it. Um, um, and the idea is that he's bringing in reinforcements uh, from the National Guard. Um, and yeah, 
and all the ice that he breaks as he runs is what forms the title um, for the DC Comics proudly presents The Flash. Uh, and what's interesting is that this is sort of our, fr- our first framing, I think, of the idea that The Flash, to turn public perception towards him, because uh, at this point, public perception had been mixed, to say the least. Um, that's kind of what Iris has represented. Um, Barry realizes the ice is coming from Iron Heights. Uh, so he runs to save Iris, who is holding her own with, like, a metal grate as a weapon. Um, yeah, because of course she is. Because she's Iris fucking West. Because she's, um, she's Iris West. Um, especially since she really hasn't had a whole lot of focus thus far. Um, mm-hmm. She will in the last three issues get some more yeah. focus. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but yeah, Barry saves Iris here. Um, and then uh, uh, Barry offers her, or I mean, well, she she asks for a ride out of there. Um, we see what uh, the Manuel clones and Elias are up to as uh, Barry comes in to stop them. Um, he's surrounded by, by the Manuel clones. Another great, like, two-pager here of, of the horizontal panels. Just looks really nice. Yeah. Um, um, which the whole idea is that they're going to use the genetic recoder on the original Manuel to basically try and, you know, fix the genetic flaw that's that's causing all of these clones to die. Um, and, um, and you know, a lot of Elias is trying... But the idea is that the explosion, like that it might lead to an explosion. So that's why Barry comes and fights. Um, you know, uh, he, he comes, he, he grabs the original Manuel. Um, Dr. Lies pleads that it's working. Um, it's like, you know, just give them a chance to live. Manuel tries to hold on. And it starts to go awry. Barry starts to create this vortex to, um, to sort of contain the blast that Manuel is about to create. Um, he does. So it controls the, controls the blast. It keeps it all there. Um, all the Manuel clones, just getting it into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And it's silent for a moment. Manuel wakes up and notices all the clones are dead. And feels obviously feels the pain. Tries to tr- basically tries to knocks the flash to the ground. Tries to beat up Elias. Uh, and uh, the scene doesn't have an ending. Yeah, like, I mean, we, where we catch up with Manuel later. Like he, the idea is that he just he leaves. He leaves, um, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the scene has ended. Yeah, there, there I get that. There isn't really a resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because then we immediately cut to the warehouse district uh, where Patty still thinks Barry is dead. Uh, like, they find the explosion. They find some skulls in the explosion. And then Barry just shows up behind her. Um mm-hmm. Um, and you know she she goes to hug him and it's sweet. Then we cut to Manuel, who has been it seems cutting off fingers to create a new mob role. Um, this is and... the last time he's ever seen ever in anything. Just 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 a <laughs> reminder, like just yeah. This, this feels like setup for something. 
that like yeah it, eh, anyway um yeah uh we uh then uh flash goes to talk to dr elias again and uh and elias has come to the conclusion that whenever barry runs ridiculously fast he is creating uh every time he taps into the speed force too much he is creating uh time rips and, and wormholes and things that are actively damaging the universe and could destroy it one day and comes to that we have to destroy the speed force yeah. um so. And, and in this reveal is also the EMP was Barry containing that green explosion mm-hmm. and accidentally sending it back to the past. Which um, is a really cool idea. Again, raising the stakes for the next three issues to be a stake of the timeline might be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, again, interesting for basically the first flash arc of, of the new universe that we're going to, we might have to destroy the timeline again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which obviously they're not going to go, go through with, but I mean, just, you know, fun little idea there. Yes. So, so we go into uh, issue six, uh, great captain cold cover here. I really love that. I also uh, really love the variant. Like, yeah. By Mike the, Choi. Yeah. The frozen berry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this one, uh, again, issue six, we are we're opening in the middle of the action completely. Yeah, um, we're opening in, in the middle of the action. Barry's in the middle of a fight with Captain Cold, who um, who they sort sort of start to delve into more now that that he has actual powers and in, instead of like you know just a freeze gun, a la Mister Freeze, you know. Um, yeah, um, I also like the idea that you know he he never did murder with his freeze guns, um, mm-hmm. but now he just has. Freeze powers with his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, this isn't the Captain Cold I know. Um, and, and of course, uh, leading us into another fantastic title page for Best Served Cold, oh. which is fun. Uh, um, yeah, what's, well, what's, what's also, what I think is also great is just the bantery hero-villain dialogue here. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah it's very Silver Age in the best way. Yeah. Uh, like, um, it's, it's so quippy. But we then cut back to yesterday, where... And it's it's more Barry and Patty being a cute nerd couple, and I love it. <laughs> yes, they are. They're on a, on a plane, and, and I love how the, we, you flip the page to the yesterday, and it's Barry with a cold gun in his fra- face, someone shouting zap, zap, and it's just a child. Yeah. With, with, with like, a toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Patty is laying in Barry's lap, which is adorable. Um, and you know they they are they're kind of crossing each other's wires. Um, and this is, I think, the first time Barry acknowledges her as his girlfriend. Yeah, um, yeah, like and, putting um, putting the label on it. Um, yeah, and and they and they both sort of accept that and. It's a nice little scene. Yes. Um, then we flash back even further to last night, um, and uh, and we see. Uh, or no, sorry, not even. Oh, sorry. It's I see what it means so when it says last night. It means just later in that day. Yeah, um, later, later in that day. Yeah, I fucked that up <laughs> because they get back to Central City, um, and this this whole idea is that um, Barry has has put in a detector to detect when he's going fast which Dr. Elias is going to modify to try to avoid the idea of tearing at, of, of tearing the space-time continuum and creating a, a, a wormhole. 
with uh, with you with you know a warning with a percentage of you know a danger zone. Um, and then uh, Elias shows him what uh, shows Barry what he's been working on, and we have a the the actual cosmic treadmill here now, and uh, that's nice to see um, to actually like have here now. But the idea is that it's going to um, whatever he needs to like sort of uh, siphon off some extra speed force energy when he get, when he's getting too close to the danger zone. Uh, he just come here, work that off, and get back out there. Um, so yeah, so that's, yeah, uh, that's that's where Barry's at. So we go back to uh, the present day. Then I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And- Again, it's it's really interesting that you have Barry working with another scientist figure um, through these last couple of issues, which I wouldn't be surprised if this is where they got the idea for Barry having a team in the Flash TV yeah. show. Yeah, I get um, that. Yeah. But what's also interesting is that we don't like like it's again, this is this predates the Flash show by two years, so you you don't necessarily get the um you don't get the same vibe um and this is the issue where we're really going to start focusing in on barry making mistakes um because we go to the next page back to the present um Mm -hmm. uh where we see um uh barry breaking out of the extreme cold um Mm -hmm. kicking captain cold right in the face um we see that uh, what what is the, the the ship that they were on is, is like in the air, held up by the by these like uh, ice uh, structures, and uh, Patty is uh, Iris and Patty are on there. They're they're they're, they're sort of just hanging on the side, um, and then the ice Patty's structure begins. For, Patty once again is looking for Barry, who is mysteriously gone missing, as you um, do when you're the Flash, and uh, and then the ice structure begins to collapse, and we go and back the ship to rips in half. Yes. And then, uh, then we flash back once again to this morning. Uh, we see what Leonard Snart was up to before this attack happened. Um, uh, he's looking this after is, his this sister. This is where we get an explanation of his backstory, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which and, I, uh, I don't know if this is the typical Captain Cold backstory that he's, that you know he he has you know a sist- a sister who's ill. And I, I, I'm not as familiar as I would like to be, I admit. Um, this is what I always know. Like, 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 like this has like be, pretty much become the norm. Um, and I uh, really like this this backstory here. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, and it explained why he wouldn't resort to murder because, you know, it's, you know, his uh, his sister. Uh, I think the idea is that she has. Yeah, she, she has. She has a brain tumor. And this doctor can't do anything else but just say he's sorry because it's inoperable. So he's kind of driven uh, to villainy and just an extreme hatred of the Flash, especially post the electromagnetic pulse. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll we'll see why. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, they say why, don't they? Yeah, because because it, it like knocked out a bunch of her medical equipment, you know. And uh, so now she's just any stability she had. She's dying. Um, mm-hmm. And that is that is just one. It's it's just a sad a, like it, it makes him really sympathetic. And I, I I hope he gets used more after this. Oh, he definitely uh, does. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like I, I, I can say the title of one volume, like volume three is called Rogue's Revolution. And it very much focuses on a lot of this plot here. Um, also, I don't know if you know who Lisa Snart is in the comics. I don't. Okay, that that's a good thing. 
that's a good yeah. thing. I mean, I think, they also used her, I think they also used her in the Flash TV show. I'm pretty sure. They might have. I, I only watched, like, the first season. Okay, Because gotcha. that was... I mean, that, after... I mean that, I th- that's the only one, like, worth watching, really, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, it has, the entire show has its fans and people who are still watching to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah, but season one, like, I, I think I watched the first three seasons when it was airing. And, uh, I don't know, I, I, I only really liked season one a lot. Um, I mean, season two has Tony Todd. Season two has Tony Todd as the main villain, so that's fun. I yeah. think started season two. But I don't know how far I got because that would have also been what Arrow season four, and, yeah. And that was when they the... really started ramping up the entire Arrowverse, like yeah. It's, and it's it just, just like it that... got fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it, it became too much content for someone to try and keep up with because you would have like a show air an episode every day of the week. Yeah, um, yeah. and because it's American broadcast television. 20 plus episode seasons yeah um, which is a lot um but yeah so we see we get we see the percentages just 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 slowly creeping up yeah um, as, as, as barry uses more of his power and he's, he's and, becoming uh, more desperate because he's you know he's, he's doing anything to save them and this is kind of a fuck up because it by the end of the page it reaches 81 percent um, and then we cut back to 15 minutes ago and see what Barry and Patty were up to before this. And they were out having lunch with uh, with Iris and just talking about things and, and, and the Flash. And, and Barry and Patty as a couple gets brought up and Barry walks uh, away because it gets awkward. And it's, yeah, so you, it's just you a nice get, little moment. Yeah, uh, you get this is the first time where you really get Iris being like, maybe the Flash isn't so bad. Um, mm-hmm. But also she's totally after a story. Um, yeah, I think. I think the idea is that this is just a restaurant that's on a boat. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's a fun idea. But then we go to uh, what was five minutes ago, and we see uh, Snart uh, gearing up for his his plot to attack the Flash and get at least get Flash's attention. Um, so he 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 rips up this this boat restaurant and and tosses it into the air with this ice structure and whatever. And then um, we cut back to now. Once again, the percentage rising. It's now eighty four percent as uh, as Flash con- continues to use his powers. Um, uh, once again, uh, and and at this point, the sh- the, the ship is is ripped in half. Um, uh, like the Patty one is half sti- is thrown into the air, the half that Patty's on, and it crashes down as the energy level reaches ninety eight percent, and that's where the issue ends. Yes, taking us into I, I mean, it's, it's not even worth saying at this point. Another fantastic cover for issue seven, um, and, and an awesome uh, variant done by uh, Dale, Dale Keown, um, who did, uh, just does a who does a great job with that. Yes, um, yeah. and they're they're all they're all so interesting. Um, just just all the covers, um, and here's where I'm like, are are they actually going to kill Patty after only six issues of her being a character? <laughs> um, and, and we open with kind of a almost the way the narration works. It almost it, it kind of feels almost totally whiplash for that first page. It, it feels kind of like, yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> With the arrow pointing to Patty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I get uh, that. Um, but we get a great, like, uh, uh, horizontal two-page spread here of the of like the the nine seconds leading up to where we are now, and a panel for each of those. And I just I just really like that. 
um, um, all building to this amazing uh, two-page spread. Again, still doing the DC Comics probably presents The Flash, where The Flash is the letters are physically made out of rubble. Like oh, I love that. Chain. I love that so much. Uh, so good. Um, and we see we see Barry trying to run super fast to try and save Patty. Um, he's able to grab Patty um, and, and grab some other people off of this. Um, Patty says Barry, where I'm like, Ooh, is, is, is the penny dropping? Because it's been in the air for a while. Um, mm-hmm. but I, feel she like, should, I mean, I, I feel like she should, she should be smart enough to work it out after just him leaving and then the Flash showing up more than more than a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that the Flash is just one of those characters that quite famously doesn't really use a, a separate voice for his alter ego. <laughs> um, no. So, God, so you he's, imagine he's, what he's, that he's just saying, oh yeah, Barry safely on the other half of the boat and I got everyone out of the wreckage. And it's just like, okay, sure you did, Barry. Um, but yeah, uh, then this, uh, this sort of vortex comes ripping through the sky and... Uh, and, uh, and 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 takes the other half of this ship with it. Um, the, the the that part of the ship disappears. Some debris falls down. Um, Barry goes. Is, over. Iris is taken. I think is the mm-hmm. implication. Yeah, and uh, and Barry goes over to save uh, Leonard Snart from the uh, from the freezing water. Um, he's very pissed at him and sees. Uh, but Leonard like says like. Um, well, he has he asks Leonard like why he's he's doing all this to him, and Captain Cold says. Um, uh, he's my sister uh, dying because of you. Um, and that sort of like stops Barry in his tracks. You know, he, he's like, it, it's it's my fault. Like someone is, is like, like was directly affected by the EMP blast and all that. Um, Which is, and, uh, it's, this is where that pathos really comes in of Barry realizing, oh my God, I fucked up really yeah. badly. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that it's, a villain who shows him how bad he screwed up, but not mm-hmm. in like some twisted evil plan way. It's just yeah, yeah, a, just like that 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 cold like just really cares about his sister and like, it just, just it's, it's so human. And I I I love I love the idea. I I love it because like Barry to this point had been wailing on him like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he he decides okay, let's let's see what I can do. Um, so, so he goes back to Dr. Elias's lab and the cosmic treadmill, um, and, uh, what he's going to try to do is, um, run really fast to try to break the sound barrier, then the speed of light. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, and he has, makes Elias promise him that, you know, when we're done, Delivery a bat deliver a battery cell to the hospital to treat Lisa Snart, which is yeah. such a nice gesture. Yeah. So uh so he goes on the treadmill and he 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 and he goes into that uh uh in, in into that vortex. Um meanwhile, in Africa <laughs> Suddenly um, there are a bunch of gorillas. Yes. Now you're already familiar with a, a character named Gorilla Grodd, I assume. Only correct? because of one clip. Basically. Oh no! <laughs> it is literally that meme. Wait, no, I thought that, I thought they did Grodd in the first season of the Flash show. They mm-hmm. they do they do. But whenever I think of Grodd, it's that meme clip. It's, it's the oh god. It's the Obama clip, <laughs> which is like it's just it's terrible. Um, 
But again, what's also is, is at this point, I'm like, oh, they're they're setting up another arc because I'm like, yes, they are. There was no way that we we're going to do a a gorilla grod arc in the last yeah. issue and a yeah. half. Yeah, it, it's it's all set up because volume two is called Gorilla Warfare. So yeah. Anyway, uh, back in Central City, uh, we uh, we uh, we see Leonard catching up with his sister, and uh, and says so, and, and like Leonard says like everything that he did for her and. Um, and uh, and Lisa says, after what you did to us, to me, you should have let me die. And that's that. <laughs> it's it's this haunting ending, which I think, yeah, is is great. Um, and I I then really like that we take a a full page. Of two pages. Pat- yeah, a full two pages of, of Patty going to director Singh. She just needs comfort because mm-hmm. she thinks Barry's dead. Yeah. Like it's this very, very nice scene. Yeah. Um the, the, the we, we we this is we also find out, you know, the EMP still hasn't fixed the 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 power hasn't been fixed um, mm-hmm. to Central and Keystone City. So we're, we're any power is running on presumably emergency generators. Um, um, we see Sing, Sing's place like has just a bunch of candles strewn about it, and um, uh, four flutes as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we 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 have some uh, uh, we have some interesting insight that Sing doesn't really like the Flash um, as an insult to the police force. Um, but they comfort one another, ending with Patty realize, breaking down and crying because I never told Barry that that I that I loved him. And um, uh, and just as she says that, the lights in Central City come back on, and we cut over then to uh, to Flash within this vortex. Um, and uh, and as he begins to explore, he sees his mom. He asks where he is. He goes, "Am I dead?" And someone comes up behind him, says, not yet, but if you don't get me out of here, you will be. And that's the end of issue seven. And we go into issue eight, the final issue of this collection. Um, great uh, variant cover here by uh, Bernard Chang. Um, just really like that one. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, so we uh, we learn where this character comes from. Uh, we go to we, May 12th, 1944. Four. So I was like, this part, I'm like, oh, we're, we're, we're flashing back again. Okay, this is... This is this again. Like I said, each issue, like we, there's such a we're we're just thrown for so many loops um, mm-hmm. uh, that mostly work. But this one we get a we get a, a flashback um, to this uh, uh, this is you know this Air Force pilot in World War II. Uh, his his plane. There's some turbulence and it is struck by lightning. His his name is Heinz. And the, the lightning strike makes him disappear mysteriously. Um, and we find out that, that Barry is inside the speed force. A- and the time is just now. But I like the idea that we are kind of outside of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because we see like these flashes th- strewn about them. We see Heinz's past swirling around back there. We see Barry's childhood, him at the zoo. We see a flash of of, of a gorilla there, quite ironically. And um, uh, again, just great title page. The the DC Comics proudly presents the Flash is is carved within this rock here that they're on. Um, just really nice looking. And um, 
yeah, so we go on with this. Uh, there's a nice little fight here between Barry and Heinz. And um, Heinz knows who Barry is. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, you know, it's like, you know, it, you are going to get me back home or if I'm going to kill you. So they continue to fight. And the fighting, the fighting is, is just a, a great sequence in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... Then after, then when they get a minute to talk, we actually get some really fun, trippy layout, like mm-hmm. this two-page spread of this winding path. Um, yeah, and they, 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 they like walk on the side of this mountain and this rock face and like walk upside down and, and around and as they're just talking about what this place is. And it's just really well drawn. It, it just It's fascinating to look yes. at. Uh, we get the understanding that this is the Speed Force. This is where Barry gets his powers. Um, and Barry has the ability to reach out to the pieces of the past and the future. Um, and that's how he could get him home. Um, mm-hmm. And we learned that uh, that Elias's uh, hypothesis is is wrong in every way possible. In fact, it's the opposite. If Barry doesn't run enough, that is what's causing these vortexes and wormholes that are throwing things out of time. Yeah. And the idea is that because that's where we get the idea that Barry needs to just keep moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. to keep the timeline in check yeah. um, and that the idea is that oh he's the re- he's the release valve um, yeah. uh, which is a cool idea I wish it was I, I hope it gets explored further um, it, it, it will get explored further yeah because yeah. um, this is a great idea but it's being introduced in the last issue of a collection so yeah you don't get as much time to explore it as you might want but that's for once that's not a negative because this is obviously an ongoing and it better be explored. But we then cut to Central City Music Hall, um, where the fallen cops are having a memorial. Um, inc- uh, included among the dead is Barry. Um, we have this conductor character, um, Hartley, Hartley Rathaway, um, who he, he looks like a villain. <laughs> like he's going to be a um, villain. I mean, he is like I, it, since he clearly didn't recognize the name, I won't say anything. But uh, Hartley Rathway is is a is a D, DC character that he's exists. A DC character this. is yeah. he the music meister? No. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, so like, no. I know they eventually didn't they bring the music meister from Batman the Brave and the Bold into the DC universe? They they did at, yes yeah at they, some they, point they, they did that in, they did it in the CW show The Flash horribly um and then more recently they did the music meister in the harley quinn show um and Uh, he's he's been using like very like small appearances here and there in in the comics um i know he was in the most recent pride anthology and things like that so um he he appears every now and then but but no that that's not him that this is a different character okay i won't won't say anything beyond that because i believe he appears later on in this run so um, but yeah, we we get introductions. Again, this is this feels more a little, feels more set up for what's coming later. Just because, yeah, yeah. That's... So we get we get more of that here. Um, we see we catch up with, with Barry and Hines. Uh, we see some more flashes of of the past, present, and future, and all that. We see glimpses of uh, of Gorilla City and all that. We see some more gorillas and Grodd and all that. Um, and we uh, find yeah, that Hines just just wants to go home. But Barry um, can only really take him to the present, and that is not. And we also find out wants. that it's accidentally Hines' fault for the EMP and everything that he accidentally mm-hmm. 
was he was responsible for pinballing that energy, trying to use, get back to his own time. Yeah. When did we start calling Heinz Turbine? Uh, I think that was his call sign. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I probably just didn't pay attention to that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So um, so, he- uh, so Heinz gets pissed at Barry for this. He starts to attack him. We get a brief fight here between the two of them, and they sort of break through the speed force. Um, so much so that um, one of Flash's earpieces breaks off and flies through time and catches up with Iris and uh, on the other side of the speed force. And that's I where think we in the wreck off. of the ship that was destroyed. Uh, and that's where we get off Barry's plot for this collection because the last couple pages of this are just a setup for the next volume um we get uh grod being uh honored as a warrior and then grod kills his father and he is now king grod and that's where this ends oh as as barry falls through uh in behind him and uh lands there next to grod so which as an ending it's very it's very check out the next volume yeah, oh, uh, definitely. I, definitely. I'm almost disappointed that they didn't include like a next time caption in the trade. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sense. sure the individual issue has it, but like, this is crying well, out for a next time. I mean, uh, eh, I, I see. <laughs> there are times when I can tell you've never read an individual issue of a comic because <laughs> they don't really like come with like previews of the next issue. Like, no, but like just like a tagline, like. Like say like next like next time whatever because I know like the same man on these even then they don't do that all the time yeah I mean yeah it does make me want to read uh, volume two um, yeah which I I'm sure we will also we I, most I, definitely I, will I, I love I love that Barry falling is just like in the background oh yeah it's and... just a small part like i almost forgot to mention it there at the end just now <laughs> it, it's almost it's just... humorous because like grot is having this big dramatic moment it's like oh yeah and also barry falls through and he's he's made it out of the speed force um <laughs> uh, so yeah so that that was that was the flat that was the flash move forward um did we like it um yes but also it's got some issues like, I get that. It's got like, eight of them, to be exact. It's got eight of them, yeah. <laughs> um, like, um, one, I, I loved... The, I loved... I, I loved a lot of things on their own, um, but as a cohesive whole, it didn't entirely work, especially issue five. Issue five is the big contender of... Yeah, it does feel like it's missing bits here and it's there. It's like it's missing something? Like, it, it, it just it feels unresolved. Um mm-hmm. But I, I really I, do love the, the little two-part Captain Cold story there towards the end. Like, I yeah, really I mean, love those two issues. It's a, it, it, those are really good. I'd even say issue eight is really good as this nice yeah. sort of button to this whole idea of let's let's explore what the Speed Force is because the audience is trying to learn with Barry, which I think is a, a very good way, especially for what the New 52 is just trying to do in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that is to be a jumping-on point for new readers, whether that be you know to to continue what you're doing but do it in a, in a new and presentable way, or take it to a more back to basics approach like this, yeah. and um and really get the readers to learn along with these characters, and that, and I really do appreciate this approach, you know. Yeah, it's um, um yeah. Uh, obviously, the Grot stuff is all set up, but it's not bad setup by any oh, no. means, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. No, 
it doesn't intrude on the action. I never felt like like oh we're we're doing set up for future stuff again. Yeah, no, because that's uh, just how a comic works. Like you know, these aren't written with the with the with the express intent of being like oh this would make a nice six issue trade, wouldn't it? Yes. Like no, we're we're telling an ongoing series. Let's tell an ongoing series. Yeah, um, uh, but but I feel like there could, there could be examples of set up for further issues that don't that that do interfere, um, especially if say if the setup is more interesting than what's going on in the issue itself. Yeah. Or uh, like say like the, the like those like one or two pages of Grodd setup were in issue five and it's actively taking away from the stuff that we think is missing from issue five. Like that could be yeah. that could be a problem, that could be a big know? issue. Um yeah where you're using page I, space on something completely different. But they didn't do I, that here. So there were there were clearly just some issues with issue five. I love um, how just unabashedly like sci-fi this is too. Like oh at certain times, yeah, definitely. Like it, it our first villain is a clone. Um, I wish we got more of the clones. Like there are things about it that I love individually, but I, I just don't think it comes together as cohesively as it could. Um, especially, and a lot of that is just down to that issue five problem. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. didn't, it didn't flow nicely. Cause like, um, like the stuff with iron heights and captain cold early on, like uh, starting in, in, in issue two, like, it blends nicely. It adds to the narrative. Issue four is like, right, we're getting to a climax. Issue five then rushes that climax. Yeah. And and just but, rushes. But overall, but overall, like it is a really solid collection. Like yes, I really yes. do like it on, on the whole. Um, definitely. Um, yeah. Definitely excited to see more. Um, yeah. Which and we'll I, get hope, to I hope that That's... because because now this team has found their foot and they have eight issues, they can just springboard off of that into into greater heights yeah and um, I, I would say they certainly do so yes. also yeah, you know um, take take some inspiration from this for flash adapted material because there one there isn't a lot of flash adapted material like, seriously like not, not even like animated films like there's yeah, fucking like, nothing there's flashpoint yeah um it's it's always flashpoint <laughs> and i mean okay so you have the one episode of superman the animated series uh, that adapts a, a, a classic, uh, like Silver Age Flash comic, uh, mm-hmm. which it's is got Weather Wizard. Which, yeah, which is great. A lot of people use, you know. But like, um, like, like, do something interesting with Flash, especially for animation. Because animation, you can, you can go abstract with animation and do yeah interesting things. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I guess that about does it for the for this flash discussion. Um, it was fun, and it also that finishes off our first little two block flash arc. Uh, next time we are technically starting a bat block, though not on a like not on a bat specific thing, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, okay, um, so we're gonna talk. Well, I'm gonna reveal to you what the next episode is now. Well, well, um, but I gotta know. Just, just, just one. Just I gotta one, know. Just, 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 a, just, just a quick uh, final thing for for move forward. Okay. Definitely seek it out. Um, luckily, the trades are still in print. I know there's also an Omni you can get for all the the manifold Vigilato uh, New Fifty Two run. Yep. Uh, and also the trades are like dirt cheap. So. Yes, yes, because they're yeah. they're they're nice. They're nice and cheap. Uh, I I like. Um, you know, it's I I kind of wish. Maybe this formed more of the basis for the Flash TV show. It might have worked better, um, especially because I dropped off after one season because uh, it didn't keep my attention. But uh, at that point, 
now we can move into the discussion yes. of what's next. So, so you so you know that the next so twenty nine through forty twenty nine through thirty one is an, is a is an official bat block. Twenty eight is technically part of that block, but not quite. So I gotta know what you think episode twenty eight is. So okay. Uh, still, the guests are a little graspy at straws. Um, initially, I was going to guess <laughs> Dark Knight's Metal, just because I'm like, that's out there and insane, and Batman's <laughs> a part of that. Like, okay. I don't know. Um, but then I remembered um, that you had said, you know, it's not like an official Batman thing. So I was like, well, it could be Bat Family. But I feel like Bat Family would get a block of more than just one episode. So, but then this morning, I remembered how much you love, one, Tom Taylor, and two, Injustice. So are we maybe starting Injustice? We are not. Okay, then I don't know. Okay, so you're you're giving up your your guesses? (laughs) I'm giving up, yeah. Like, I'm going to say you're going to kick yourself in the ass, because when you hear it, you're going to think, okay, that's a little weird, but also makes perfect sense, given what we've covered in the past. Okay. So I wish you hadn't glossed over the Bat Family idea. So, okay. so okay. I want you to think really hard about things we've covered in the past, and how it could directly relate to a Bat Family title. <laughs> oh! Go ahead. Oh, is it? Oh, that's perfect. Is it Catwoman when in Rome? Because that yes, would be it is. Perfect. Yes, it how is the Catwoman hell did I not Rome. come across? I don't know how you didn't think of that at all in your thought process here, Jacob. <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> usually you're really good with thinking of like how I like plan things out, but like I, I don't no. know. How, I don't know how you arrived at injustice. I was, I was like, uh, I was trying to think like, okay, it's going to be I, something crazy. I mean, we'll, crazy. T- we'll totally do Injustice someday, because I love Injustice, but like, I mean, not right now, you know? Okay, um, that... So yeah, so next time on Fresh Face Comics, we're talking about Catwoman 1 in Rome by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, officially sort of finishing off the Long Halloween Dark Victory saga. Um, with I'd, little... I'd like to do Haunted that, that Haunted Night prequel someday. Uh, that we will also do someday, so That's... yeah. We'll, we'll cover yeah. Haunted Night uh, and, and luckily, Catwoman Ren and Ro- when in Rome is finally back in print. Uh, yes, it's just really hard to find on Amazon for some reason. Yeah, it is It is in a uh, it's funny story, because I knew it was out of print when I found the deluxe edition being released and being in print. Joey knows this. I snapped that up because I'm like... That is true, yeah. <laughs> I, I want a physical copy of this because it's Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, so... Ooh, that's it's exciting. It's really exciting. I like it's it's a really underrated Jeff book that like not a lot of people talk about, but I really, really like it. So and it's, it's yeah. perfect to start off yeah. here too. So Yeah, I agree. I, oh yeah, especially like as a long Halloween sort of tie-in thing. That that that'll be fun. So yeah, great way to start off here too. Um so yeah, join us next time when we read that. Um be sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at Jomo with three underscores. He is at Newt5996. I will leave those linked down in the description. You could check us out there. We post all kind of comic takes and uh, also especially if you're watching this hang on let me make sure i have my dates right i'm pretty sure i do this comes out on the 24th i believe yes that that is correct so 
as of two days ago, we put out a uh, an introduction video to a new series that we're starting on the channel officially coming out weekly on Saturdays. Uh, me, me, me and my brother Jacob are working on that, so be sure to check that out if you're interested in sci-fi things. So, yeah, um, I guess yes, that about so, so go over to the Blood Zone at Studios YouTube and subscribe. If you are listening on your preferred oh, podcast also, la- platform... Yes, Please. be sure to, to rate and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Or that or. means a lot. Also, last week, last Monday, we released our second uh, Sandman comic dub scene. We added another scene with Taya as Dream and Death, and we got our friend Brian and Anna, and it was great fun. Also, if you haven't checked it out already, the Daredevil scene that we did a couple weeks back, that was great fun as well. Uh, Brian stars as Matt Murdock in that, so it, it, it was just a really good time. Yes. And Shall uh, we also announce what's coming next Monday? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we can say what it is. Yeah, because yeah, so, to uh... celebrate one year of Fresh Face Comics, Joey's going to have me sitting down and filling out a DC here our our Fresh Face Comics Heroes Tier Maker. Uh, yes, which in something that I hope becomes a tradition in between the years as we add more heroes. Um, yeah, um, specifically with with heroes that we've covered within these first twenty seven episodes, and and covered enough that like Jacob has a decent opinion on yeah. all of them. So yeah, so we're yeah. we're not gonna get um, like I'm trying to think of a character who just showed up. <laughs> element element girl from flashpoint yeah yeah um so here so as, as i have it here here's the list here are all the heroes that we're including in the tier list so jago will be ranking bruce wayne carrie kelly clark kent connor kent john henry irons dick grayson diana prince hal jordan barry allen arthur curry victor stone mira raven starfire garf garfield logan uh donna troy wally west guy Gardner, john stewart kyle rayner kilowog jason todd tim drig helena bertinelli selena kyle and and uh, Oliver Queen. So that is the list. And we'll be talking about all of them you know, one week from today. Uh, but I'll, presumably a little bit further for us as of recording. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I guess that about does it. Um, yeah, thank it you does. all so much, so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Joey Morgan. Jacob Licklider. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>